Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, everybody. Today on The Charlie Kirk Show, we explore how Trump can win. Think big. This is one of the most thought-provoking episodes, and I ask you guys to get involved throughout the episode. And you guys can do that by emailing me, freedom at charliekirk.com, of how Trump can win and how we can restore our country during this time, quite honestly, of national despair and of darkness. And we provide solutions and ideas. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. Email us, freedom at charliekirk.com. A picture of you guys, or a screenshot, I should say, of you guys subscribing and giving us a five-star review if you guys want to get in the running to win a signed copy of the MAGA Doctrine. Get involved with Turning Point USA, tpusa.com. I want to thank those of you that have gone to charliekirk.com slash support, charliekirk.com slash support, and have become monthly donors. Thank you, guys. And we also have a monthly giving exclusive uh, package that is coming, and we'll be announcing that very, very soon. I want to also just thank our amazing team on The Charlie Kirk Show, We put out anywhere between 12 to 14 episodes a week, everybody. That's unbelievable. We are the most, let's just say, ambitious conservative podcast and the most productive conservative podcast in the entire country, and it's because of our team. So I want to thank Andrew, Sarah, Chadwin, Brian, and Terrell. Can't forget Connor. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for what you're doing. And we have a new announcement coming soon about an exclusive offer for those of you that are monthly donors to us, charliekirk.com slash support, charliekirk.com slash support. We're going to do an exclusive video call for anyone that becomes a monthly supporter at charliekirk.com slash support, charliekirk.com slash support. We are going to think creatively. We are going to prove that Trump can win. I really think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. I put a lot of thought into this. Dozens of hours of reflection went into this specific episode. And so I really hope you guys are blessed by it and that it hope, hopefully uh, delivers a victory for Donald Trump. All right, buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. America is depressed right now. America is at its lowest level of tonality that I've ever lived through. America is in total need of a jolt of positivity and optimism more than ever before. Many loyal Trump supporters that I've spoke to in the last couple days have honestly lost total hope in America. And they don't even think that if, if President Trump wins four more years, it'll matter. Many loyal Trump supporters that I speak to, they have no idea what the 2020 messages or what we are running on this November. One of the most impactful books I read growing up was Trump's 2007 book, Think Big. 
one of the quotes that really resonated with me was, and I remember presenting it to my eighth grade teacher and she just laughed and kind of scoffed at it and dismissed it was, as long as you're going to be thinking anyway, think big. And Donald Trump repeated that many times throughout his business career. And in a lot of ways in 2016, Donald Trump challenged America to think bigger. In fact, in 2016, Donald Trump was able to capture the imagination of a nation. A lot of the people thought that Hillary Clinton lost more than Donald Trump won. I, I never believed that. But, and I wrote about this in the MAGA Doctrine, and I've, I've hashed out this thesis even more in recent weeks. Donald Trump was able to get America to dream again. Yes, we will bring jobs back. Yes, we will build a wall. Yes, we will be great again. Yes, we will be dominant. Yes, we will do impossible things. And guess what? We're going to win so much, you're going to be sick of it. In fact, Donald Trump tempted Americans to dream for a better future for the first time since Ronald Reagan. I've personally met thousands and thousands of people, and some of you have emailed me here at freedom at charliekirk.com who said they voted for the first time in their lives in 2016 because Donald Trump captured the creativity and imagination of a nation that felt like we were in perpetual decline. In many ways, the country right now is in a total reset. Many of the landmark economic and cultural accomplishments of the last three years have been erased by the lockdowns and by the virus. It is now almost time for Donald Trump to run a completely new campaign, as if you were running for the presidency for the first time. Now, mind you, politicians are able to win votes in three categories. Now, this is something that I came up with originally, but as I explain it, it's not anything original. It's just a way, in my opinion, to categorize political communication in an easy to way understand. Politicians are able to either run on what they did, what they are currently doing, or what they will do. So Donald Trump is able to go to the American people and say, hey, look at Kavanaugh, look at Gorsuch. I did that. Donald Trump is able to go to the American people and say what they're doing. I'm managing the Chinese coronavirus right now. Or what they will do. Or Donald Trump's able to say, we're going to go to Mars. We'll talk about that in one second. Now, Joe Biden fails to be able to talk about what he did because what he did is in such contradiction to what he's trying to run on now because he was almost a completely different senator than he is a candidate right now. He's not doing anything because he's not in office. And no one knows what Joe Biden actually is going to do. And so if you actually compartmentalize politics into did, doing, and will do, Donald Trump has a huge advantage. This is why incumbents traditionally are able to win. It's because they are able to say, look what I'm doing right now and look what I did, whereas outsiders can only say what I will do and criticize what was done. So Trump traditionally over the last 40 years was the best will-do icon in America. This is why so many people followed and supported him. His focus on achieving the impossible, breaking barriers, building Trump Tower, writing Art of the Deal, building the Woolman Rink, was Trump defying detractors and using incredible focus, stamina, and relentlessness towards achieving success. This is exactly how he won in 2016. And the recent departure from this is to blame for why Donald Trump is in a current less than desirable position. 
What is Donald Trump's Trump Tower right now? What is his Woolman Rink? What is the next massive dream or focused objective of the Trump presidency? The president understandably feels like he's already done so much and that he's received no credit for it. And all the accomplishments of his, pre- his presidency have basically been invalidated. In fact, the president feels like he's done more than any other president, let alone in eight years and three years, and now everyone's forgotten it. And he's right. You throw in a three-year witch hunt, an illegal impeachment, a pandemic, and race riots, it's easy to see how all of the amazing wins have been totally erased. Now, despite all this, Donald Trump has to almost rerun on a will-do campaign, not a I-did campaign. Now, mind you, with the nation being in a trough right now and in an endless spiral towards despair and destruction, a positive, upbeat, big message will resurrect the spirit of America. Our country will rebound instantaneously with positivity and energy around concrete ideas. Again, Trump won on the credibility of being able to say, I built amazing businesses. I can rebuild America. And he could still lean on some of the done category for America, meaning I had the lowest ever black, Hispanic unemployment, Asian American and female unemployment. And that's why we have to dream again. In fact, America needs the 2007 Donald Trump, who's a business promoter and a positive beam of energy. I've done a lot of serious thinking about what this actually looks like and means. I think the president has to push the boundaries of what we are able to talk about in political discourse. So let me give you an example. At our event at Turning Point Action, we hosted the President of the United States in front of 3,000 students in Phoenix, Arizona last week. The two greatest applause lines with the most enthusiasm was when President Trump said, we are going to Mars and Space Force is created. Let me play some tape and you can hear the roar from the crowd yourself. Play tape. And I very proudly created the sixth branch of the United States Armed Forces, the Space Force. And last month, we returned American astronauts to space aboard American rockets for the first time in nearly a decade. And the United States will be the first nation to plant our beautiful American flag on planet Mars. These were by far the most excitable and actionable forward-thinking statements of the entire event. Americans want to dream again. They want to think bigger than themselves. See, if you leverage recent cultural controversies and the collateral damage that has been done by Democrats, Trump can amazingly and creatively break out of this Washington, D.C. matrix. He can use the social anxiety that the Democrats and the media have focused on and created to his advantage. And we know this in physics, and it's not untrue in politics. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So when you feel like you're in a rut, use that energy of negativity and reposition it towards something positive. Americans want to think we can do the impossible. It makes us almost feel the permission to embrace that unique American frontier spirit. You juxtapose the arson of America, 
with the hope-filled message of a return to space, for example, it gives people an extra step of enthusiasm for our country. So after a lot of thought, here are five concrete ideas that I think that Donald Trump can embrace and win on. And this is different than low taxes or high taxes. And President Trump's already advocating for some terrific ideas. School choice, educational vouchers, charter schools, opportunity zones. These things are needed. These are five things that are currently not being talked about in the American political discourse that people can feel, that they can interact with, that they can say, yes, that's an America I want to raise my kids in. Number one, we will make our kids love America again. Parents are deathly worried about their kids' future. They're afraid their kids will become the next generation of arsonists and thugs that have total disregard for our country. Most suburban parents are overwhelmed by the daily stresses of life and are are barely keeping it all together and have very little remaining bandwidth to teach their kids history or how to properly advocate for America. These parents are, interestingly enough, the suburban voters who are currently, let's just say, not supporting Donald Trump at numbers that Republican vote at Republicans usually do. The recent burning of America offers a tremendous opening to counter move the negativity to a positive. Use this unprecedented deletion of our history to challenge America to get our kids to love our country again. Parents across the states of Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, and Pennsylvania will signal massive support around a campaign to recapture the love of our incredible nation. Make the Constitution mandatory in 5th, 7th, and 8th grade. Make them have to pass a mandatory Constitution class. Instead of allowing the statues of Washington and Jefferson and Lincoln be torn down, ask yourself, why are they being torn down? It's because our kids don't love America, because we failed our kids. And Donald Trump needs to look the American people in the eye and say, the same D.C. cartel that spied on me and that impeached me also didn't teach your kids history, and I will make sure they learn it. Parents are horrified that their kids might grow up in an America that is full of burning and looting and arson. But instead of just going after the law and order message, which is so important, we should arrest these thugs and these terrorists, Let's go after the root causes. Let's ask ourselves, why are they doing this? It's because those thugs that are taking down the statues in Washington, D.C., and Portland, and Seattle, just 10 or 15 years ago, were sitting in a middle school classroom hearing from a Marxist teacher say, America's an awful country. We do not live in a exceptional country. We live in a horrible place. And that seventh grader who heard that started to believe it. And he heard it again in ninth grade and 11th grade and then really heard it when he was in college. Before you know it, he's taken a rope and trying to tear down a statue. Root causes is where Donald Trump needs to focus on. And America will reward him politically. PC Matic. Terrific company, great partners for us in the Charlie Kirk Show. All of you guys should check it out at pcmatic.com slash charlie. They're a whitelist next generation antivirus system designed to stop modern threats like ransomware. 
independent testing, A-B test, just named PCmatic as a top performer in the cybersecurity industry, giving it the best performance award for 2019. Only PCmatic has American research, development, and support. PCmatic's competition is made in foreign countries, many where the viruses originate. PCmatic blocks annoying and malicious ads for hassle-free web browsing and makes your computers faster and more reliable even after years of use. PCmatic protects Windows computers, including XP, Vista, Windows 7, 8, or 10, Windows servers, Macs, MacBooks, and Android phones and tablets. PCmatic is just $50 for five devices for one year with a full 30-day money-back guarantee. And if you act now, PCmatic has offered my listeners a free month of security protection with the purchase of an annual license. To access this offer, go to PCmatic.com slash Charlie. Again, to get world-class security that keeps your computers running great, go to PCmatic.com slash Charlie, PCmatic.com slash Charlie. Idea number two. This is very provocative. And it's time to think creatively. Let's push the boundaries. If there's any time to really stretch the imagination of our party and our movement, now's the time. And one more thought on people learning to hate America. I was so deeply disturbed by the story I read on foxnews.com by Yael Holen, who says this, Michigan GOP candidate deeply hurt by daughter's anti-endorsement, but applauds her for speaking out. A young socialist by the name of Steph on Twitter, Stephanie Regan, came out and said, if you're in Michigan and 18 years old, please, for the love of God, do not vote for my dad for state rep. Tell everyone. That's what colleges do, is they create bitter, hateful resentment so that kids will rebel against their parents. And he handled it wonderfully. I mean, it's just, it makes me sick to my stomach that I see this, that we have parents who are running for office and their kids go viral saying to not, to not vote for him. And then the celebrities and the left says that she's a hero. Honor your mother and father is in one of the Ten Commandments and the disobedience. And the father is obviously saddened by it, but he's trying to keep his family together. I hope he has some very private words and says, you're going to pay for your own college now. My goodness. But that just goes to show people want their kids to love America again. But it's our indoctrination factories and the left-wing institutions and colleges that are teaching the hatred of America every single day. Another provocative idea that I have is having students take a gap year before entering college. It could be mandatory. That's awfully aggressive or not mandatory. It could be voluntary to serve America for one year, essentially a domestic peace corps to solve structural problems in America. Now there's AmeriCorps, but it doesn't go anywhere far enough. I'm talking about a new call of service in America. You see, when I speak to audiences, there's a massive and enthusiastic response when I float out the idea of having young people serve their country for a year before entering college. This will address the root causes and help solve a lot of the economic challenges we are seeing with recent graduates. I believe that if we can create a new national gap year program for 18-year-olds across the country to help tackle poverty, address opioid addiction, and address other issues, we'll have a new national focus on fixing structural issues. This idea has been floated by many people, and I believe will be really favorably rewarded by voters as it addresses root causes. Right now, we are losing America. And the Trump base totally agrees. And some people think it's already lost. In fact, I get these messages all the time at freedom at charliekirk.com where people say, Charlie, the country's already lost. I'll vote, but it's done. People have lost hope. They're becoming despondent. They're full of despair. They want to see a new vision for America where young people are excited and serving the country, not burning it down. So if Donald Trump 
basically steps up and says, we are going to have young people build America, not burn America. That's something voters can get behind. That is a huge juxtaposition to the arson of the Democrat Party. Idea number three is something that my friend Chris Buzzkirk from AmericanGreatness.com talked about in a previous episode of the Charlie Kirk Show. I encourage you to check it out. And I want to give him tremendous credit for it. He says, why are we not self-sufficient? And the idea is this. We must make America completely self-sufficient by the end of Trump's second term. If you want to see one thing that the Chinese coronavirus exposed, it is how dependent the United States is on China and other countries for critical supplies and infrastructure. We don't make antibiotics, vitamin C, PPE, things that we need for our country. We don't make them anymore. And it's because the ruling class and the political cartel sold out our country to China and China's affiliates and American companies that have no patriotism at all in their company or in their worldview. Instead, all they care about is maximizing the bottom line. And if we don't have a country and they're just able to sell us out and decay the, the inner part of everything that we're doing, then so be it. Polling shows that this is an 80-20 issue across party lines, that we can make things in America, and we must. Donald Trump has already started us along this thought process. He won in 2016 around saying we are going to bring back supply chains to America. Now, mind you, a lot of economists say, well, what about competitive advantage or comparative advantage? Well, comparative advantage is fine if the only thing you care about is pennies on a dollar. But when we need to get antibiotics or vitamin C in a pandemic from our greatest enemy, China, I don't care if it's pennies on a dollar. And by the way, what's the comparative advantage of not having the millions of lost jobs of people that could be making massive pieces of infrastructure, PPE, vitamin C, antibiotics, and I'm just off the top of my head, Advil, all of it's made in China, all of it. We must bring these industries back to America immediately. Now, mind you, the Chamber of Commerce and a lot of their affiliates will totally reject this. And the Chamber of China wants the Chinese Communist Party to be perpetually in control over our critical infrastructure. What is a nation that doesn't make its own steel? That's what Donald Trump said in 2016. The same is true for antibiotics and PPE. We can no longer depend on foreign adversaries for the betterment of America. The virus has exposed how much we have sold out the core of our country to the Chinese Communist Party. And this will tangibly address it and will be met enthusiastically by voters. So President Trump should go find a vacated old factory that is very real to the voters of Michigan or, or Wisconsin that people knew when they drove by for 50 years and it's now empty. And he should do a press conference outside of that factory. And he should say, you see this factory right here? This factory will make vitamin C. Two years from today, if you, if you re-elect me President of the United States, this factory will be empty and converted into an opioid clinic if Joe Biden is elected President of the United States. That kind of visual President Trump can win on. President Trump should fly to Southeast Ohio and find an opioid clinic and say, we're going to shut down this opioid recovery clinic because we're not going to have enough people that need to go there. And we're going to turn it into a manufacturing plant to make antibiotics, to make PPE. People think visually especially people that have lost their jobs in factories and plants that were a part of their identity. Donald Trump won these voters in 2016 because he made them dream that they could get an America back where they used to have dignity and high wages and functioning communities. And we didn't sell out our country to the neoliberal elites that promised us that the greatest thing in the world 
was the continual decay of the middle class of our country. Idea number four, a military-style war room needs to be created to address urban crime and failing schools. President Trump needs to announce a 24-7 war room designed to address all issues of urban conflict and crime. This needs to be staffed by military, National Guard, and cultural leaders. Local cities and mayors, like in Chicago, where they had dozens of people shot and dozens of people killed in just the last 30 days in downtown Chicago. I mean, we had over 100 people shot over Father's Day weekend, and two minors were killed. And yet Black Lives Matter remained completely silent on this. Donald Trump needs to create a 24-7 war room that monitors these hotspots, that is deploying federal resources, invoking the National Guard, not necessarily saying he needs to use the 1807 Insurrection Act, but it needs to be on the table. And also, he needs to focus on root causes. Any school that is failing their students that doesn't have kids reading at grade level, he should bring in the National Guard to go teach the kids how to read. Because obviously, the teachers aren't doing their job. The teachers are not doing their job, and the National Guard should get involved in the schools in Baltimore, Cleveland, Chicago, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, all across the country. And if a school does not hit federal standards, they should bring in the National Guard. They should deploy in the National Guard. That's right. And people say, well, Charlie, that's federal overreach. Well, at some point, we need to start representing our citizens or we don't have a country. The states have failed them. The citizens have failed them so much. And guess what? I supported Dwight D. Eisenhower bringing in federal troops in the 1950s to enforce the desegregation of the American South. I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of using federal force if it's for a righteous and moral purpose. And some conservatives disagree with me, but guess what? We are breaking apart at the seams of our country. And people have been so betrayed by their local leaders, specifically Democrats. It's time to make tangible differences in the communities that have been so disadvantaged all across the country. And by the way, this can pair very nicely with a lot of the Opportunity Zone victories and criminal justice victories that President Trump was able to pass and sign into law. And by the way, what's the point of electing conservatives if they can't do anything about the problems they were elected to fix? Idea number five, rebuild the American family. President Trump should float a massive goal that we are going to cut fatherlessness in America in half in the next five years. By the time his second term is over, fatherlessness will be cut in half. This is brilliant for a couple different reasons. Number one, the fatherlessness rate is massive in communities run by Democrats. Number two, the Democrats don't think fatherlessness is an issue, and they actually support high rates of fatherlessness. Number three, it'll make our country so much better, stronger, vibrant, and a better place to live. We will not tolerate kids growing up without fathers anymore. President Trump needs to say that. He's a tweeted out every single day from now to the election. I will not tolerate an America where kids are raised without fathers. Period. End of story. Now, of course, there's abusive fathers, and those should be dealt with quickly, expediently, and throw them in prison. But that is not the vast majority at all. In fact, most individuals that are fathers abdicate authority and responsibility because the government subsidizes single motherhood and fathers are allowed and given a free pass to act like grown infants and not take responsibility for their actions. Black fathers matter. All fathers matter. This is an issue that's a 95-5 issue in Wisconsin and other Midwest states. Everyone agrees with this and zero politicians dare speak about it. This is where Trump thrives, by the way. President Trump thrives on issues 
that the traditional political class and the ruling class are deathly silent on. The Democrat Party does not believe in strong families. In fact, Black Lives Matter, which is an affiliate of the Democrat Party, says on their website that they must disrupt and destroy the Western prescribed nuclear family. President Trump needs to challenge Americans to build strong families again. Uh, This would be a breath of fresh air. It would be a shot in the arm. And by the way, the Democrats are so pathologically opposed to everything that the president says that when he says we need to build strong families, they're going to come out and they're going to say we don't need strong families. That's when you're going to start to see the Democrat poll numbers tank and President Trump climb and climb and climb. Now, remember, President Trump has to win just a collection of certain states. He has to win Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Those states believe in the family. They believe in the church. Use the Democrats' pathological opposition against Trump to our advantage. If they're going to oppose everything Trump advocates for, then find popular things, advocate for those things, and make them oppose them. Things rooted in truth that are also popular. Building strong families will make Trump skyrocket in the polls. There's no shortage of action going on with our exclusive partners at betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making its way back with the UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way. And BetOnline has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming games and matches. Do you need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline also has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props of the business. Visit BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at Podcast One, BetOnline, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code Podcast One for your sign-up bonus. Visit BetOnline.ag. Don't forget that promo code Podcast One for your sign-up bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And so if President Trump advocates for even three out of these five things, that's out of the kingdom of Washington, D.C. political orthodoxy and speaks directly to the American people about things that can actually matter to them. And by the way, that's not an exhaustive list. I think number six can be saying that we're going to cut the suicide rate in America in half because suicide is something that I think politicians never talk about. We have a mental health crisis in our country that has been so ignored. And if President Trump says suicide is something that is affecting every corner of American society, we're going to cut the suicide rate in half, he'd be richly rewarded by voters. Idea number seven, Mandatory minimums for rapists and people that commit sexual assault. You know, the average rapist spends four years in prison. You want to win women voters say that rapists will spend a minimum mandatory minimum of 30 years in prison. Number eight, reducing illiteracy in the inner city by 50%. If all of a sudden saying you're going to start to solve structural issues through all sorts of different ways, America needs that positive future right now. So every time I sit at a meeting in Turning Point USA, any meeting that I'm involved in where we have a problem and we're trying to work through that problem and we're trying to come up with a solution, I always say this. We did this on the podcast and a lot of our, let's just say, success is attributed to this thinking matrix. And I think President Trump and his team needs to employ this this exact exercise. And I encourage you to do this in your life right now. Ask yourself the question, what does success look like? And then work backwards. Again, I didn't come up with this. This is thousands of years old. It's just amazing how how little people use that thinking technique. Now, it's easy to say for the Trump campaign, well, it's just beating Joe Biden in November is the victory. Uh, okay, I think that's what success looks like, possibly. But what does success look like for America? What does success look like for our country? That's not articulated. 
Just beating Joe Biden is not success for America. It's a huge win, make no mistake. But concretely, what's the country we want to live in? I talked to a lot of young parents. Benny Johnson, Attorney Point USA, is about to have a child. And Madison Cawthorn, who just won his amazing primary in North Carolina, just got engaged. And he said something very similar recently. And a lot of people that are thinking of starting families right now and some some team members on the Charlie Kirk show, including Mr. Producer, just had another child. And one theme I hear from young parents that actually do not think very favorably of Donald Trump, do you know what they all say? What kind of America am I raising my kid in right now? That's a huge target demographic that President Trump needs to speak to right now. Young parents. Because young parents that have just kind of gotten the shot in the arm that they're now responsible for one or two or three human beings, they're looking around and they're saying, I, I don't know how to process this country and I don't like it. And some of them are kind of going to the flight to safety, which is the treasury bond equivalent of, in politics of Joe Biden. Like, sure, maybe this will get me back to an America that makes sense. Because when Obama was president, this is what made sense. Things were a lot more calm when Biden was in office than Donald Trump. Bring me back to that. Donald Trump has to articulate what success looks like. Families that are rebuilt, churches that are flourishing, suicide that is going down, America being self-sufficient. Our kids will love our country. The Constitution will be well understood. We'll be building statues of George Washington, not tearing them down. Donald Trump needs to say, we will be a country where our kids come home excited to tell their parents about George Washington, not ashamed for being America. We'll be a country where schools are so on fire for the writings of Ben Franklin and John Locke that they will be erecting statues to our leaders not trying to bring them down, that they will be naming schools after Abraham Lincoln, not renaming them, that we will not be renaming John Wayne Airport, which is what they're doing in Orange County, California right now, but instead we'll be solving structural issues like homelessness and drug addiction. Show me the America that we're trying to achieve. What does success look like? Success will be a country of kids that will love America and their God so much that the parents will be like, whoa, calm down a little bit. Little Johnny, I get it. I love America too. That the parents will have to calm down their kids because they'll be so on fire for America. I want to live in that country and we're not living in that country right now. This is root causes. It all flows downstream from there because the country we're living in right now is parents that have to look their 11-year-olds and their 14-year-olds in the eye and they say, hey, do you guys want to, what do you guys want to do for July 4th? And the 11-year-olds on their phone all day and they say, I don't know, July 4th is awful because our country sucks. And they just kind of look in the distance. That's not sustainable. Instead, how do we optimistically and concretely and tangibly create America where they put their phone down and they say, I can't wait to celebrate America. Now, mind you, what's so brilliant about these five ideas is that Donald Trump can't be blamed for these structural issues because they predate him by generations. It's been a betrayal by the ruling class in both political parties as to why these problems exist. Donald Trump can now solve them. This is where I think the Trump campaign currently needs to refocus their energy. This is no longer a policy debate. You see, most, most political campaigns is like, I stand for high taxes. I stand for low taxes. I stand for more regulation. I stand for less regulation. That was the Romney versus Obama campaign in 2012. It was a technocratic policy debate. Like, here's my 12-step plan to restarting small businesses in America. Okay, that's not what's happening anymore, everybody. 
We are now in a full-fledged hand-to-hand combat culture war. This is no longer about white papers that have been published by think tanks in D.C. America wants to know, and especially Washington, especially people in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Florida, they're looking at their leaders and they're saying like, hey, if you don't solve this, I'm going to do it myself and I'm going to homeschool. And if you're not going to address it, I'm not going to be enthused to vote for you. And my, my kids definitely won't be and my neighbors won't be. And if you're going to leave me alone and not talk about it, then so be it. And the people on the cultural left, they feel like their leaders are communicating culturally right now. The, the people on the cultural left are actually getting their cultural daily dose out of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Elon Omar. They are getting what they desire. Our Republican base and our conservative base, we are not getting that from our leaders right now. We are not getting concretely the America we want to live in. And, and by the way, notice that when this cultural battle happens, especially after George Floyd's death, our conservative leaders retreated to just parliamentary tactics. Well, let's introduce a bill in the Senate. Let's reform this. Something that like Nancy Pelosi probably could have even authored. Instead, they should have said, America is a beautiful country. You will not insult America in front of me. In fact, if you dare insult America and call it a racist, bigoted, homophobic, backwards, colonialist country, you're an anti-American and you should be kicked out of the U.S. Senate. Where is that fighting spirit? There is no grit. When Republicans fight, we win. And when we're able to articulate what success looks like, Republicans are rewarded. Let me give you two examples of Republican presidents that served two terms and one re-election convincingly because they articulated the soul of the country and what success looked like. Number one, a president that we forget about so often because he was such a successful president. And I didn't agree with him everything philosophically. In some ways, he was a big government guy. In other ways, he was just a patriotic American trying to get America back on track. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Dwight D. Eisenhower made America dream. He made America dream that we could be a peaceful, robust, moral country post-World War II. He built the American interstate system. He was a huge force for desegregation. He made America think big. He also warned us against the military-industrial complex. Differently and separately, Ronald Reagan. He made America think big in a different way. That we can defeat Soviet communism. That we're going to break out of the Carter malaise. That we can be the best. We are the best. The frontier spirit was renewed. And guess what? Donald Trump won on the spirit and the ethos of Eisenhower and Reagan. He needs to re-embrace that. To think big again. I know he has it in his bones. And guess what? I know he's going to do it. I just want him to do it sooner rather than later because I don't want him to do it within the last 20 days of the candidacy. And it's too late because votes are already being cast and the voter fraud's already happening and people's minds are already made up. Now is the time to convince and persuade people. Now, remember, if every action has an equal and opposite reaction, now's the time to push your imagination. If America's currently in a cycle of despair and depression, use that negative energy to our advantage. Counter move it. Because right now, Joe Biden knows that if America continues in the direction of depression, he might get elected president of the United States. And Donald Trump almost has to run as a political outsider, as an incumbent, because of how unusual and bizarre this entire year has been. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that's so complicated you never use it. This is exactly the type of security system that Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. 
They believe that Simple is safer, and it's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now when feeling safe at home has ever been more important. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24 7. Order online with a click of a button, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. All of the property I care about uses Simply Safe. For all the criminals on the loose, we're letting criminals out of jail like it's going out of fashion and they're prowling around and they're committing crimes and they're going after innocent people. That's why you need Simply Safe. No technician or salesperson has come ever to disrupt your house. You do it yourself. You don't need to pay an outrageous monthly fee or sign a two-year contract. Simply Safe was named the best overall home security system of 2020 by US and World Report. And their 24-7 professional monitoring system and emerging dispatch starts at 50 cents a day. Head to simplysafe.com slash Charlie, get free shipping. Again, criminals are on the loose. They're doing some really bad things and police are not coming there as quickly as they should. That's why you need Simply Safe, a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash Charlie, simplysafe.com slash Charlie. Make sure they know that our show sent you. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you feel like you're losing your country. You might even feel a little bit down about America. I get it. And I hear you. I bet you want to dream again, right? I mean, you think about it, it's actually rather intentional. You probably can't do July 4th the same way that you could in years past. You probably can't go on the family vacation the same way that you could in years past. You probably can't go out to your favorite restaurant the way you could in years past. You probably can't even go to the beach the way you want to. And Texas has reclosed bars and so has California. It's sports. I don't even know what's going on with sports right now. They can't get their act together. Can't go to concerts. You can't go to outdoor venues in Travis County, Texas, of more than 100 people. You could probably feel a little bit depressed. Alcoholism, drug usage, mental health issues are accelerated dramatically. In fact, a a friend of mine who's very well respected even told me today that antidepressants make up 60% of all the new pharmaceutical prescriptions that are being written in the country. And Gavin Newsom just closed down bars in eight counties in California. When America's at its lowest point, which I think we're at our lowest point in decades right now, just philosophically and culturally and psychologically, and where we might enter lockdown 2.0, now's the time for Trump to give that pump-up speech. Now's the time for Trump to give that halftime locker room talk and say, things suck right now. I get it. Christians are being arrested. They're marching in the streets for pride parade and for Black Lives Matter protests. And if Christians and conservatives dare step outside, you get arrested or you get ticketed or you get condemned. You probably lost your job. You can't go on vacation. Your kids hate the country. Let's do something about it. Let's believe in a better America now and not just a soundbitey bumper sticker campaign. Let's be bolder than ever before. They're going to take us down, standing up, not on our knees if we lose this battle. But guess what? We're not just going to do the same traditional Republican orthodoxy talking points. Let's think bigger than ever before. And this is what I love about this podcast because I hear from you guys. You guys are my instant polling service. In fact, you guys are the most valuable polling company in the entire world, the Charlie Kirk Show polling company. So here's what I want. I want you guys to email me, freedom at charliekirk.com. The crazy, creative, off the wall, probably a little bit provocative ideas that you think Donald Trump should embrace. Email me, freedom at charliekirk.com. Think creatively. Descartes says you think, therefore I am. 
Tell me what you think of these five ideas, but also send me your ideas of what you think politicians, Republicans, and the president should embrace. Because guess what? We are going to need to push the boundaries right here, right now. And for the hundreds of thousands of people listening to this, email me. Freedom at charliekirk.com. Freedom at charliekirk.com. And it was more like eight ideas, but still, maybe it's eight ideas to make America great or whatever. But if Donald Trump made his 2020 slogan and scrapped all that other stuff and he said, think big, we will win. Five words that could recapture America's imagination. The great eight big ideas or something. I want to hear your ideas. So email me, freedom at charliekirk.com. Because right now we are trending poorly. I don't think the polls are as bad as the media makes it seem. But I do not think that if the election were held today, that it would go well. I just don't. I think that's an honest assessment. I don't want to try to say something that is, I never want to tell you something that is not true because you guys trust me with hours and hours of your time. And thank you for that. And you guys also invest in our show at charliekirk.com slash support, charliekirk.com slash support. And best, guess what? The, the election is far from over. We, we could totally come back. Four months is an eternity in presidential politics. I'm just giving you an assessment and temperature check right now. And by the way, a lot of the polling, the reason why Donald Trump is not doing as well in some of this in po- some of this polling is people are pretty upset about the direction of the country. Like a lot of it is like, are you happy with where your life is right now? No. Why? I don't know. Because of the president. <laughs> so it's a lot of it. A lot of this is wrongly placed blame of a screwed up country thanks to the Chinese coronavirus and the lockdowns that happen. And then they blame the president just because that's what happens when you're in leadership. Leadership's hard. Leadership's tough. Leadership means you have to be blamed for things that are not your fault and you have to keep on punching and come up with new vision and new ideas and remain eternally optimistic. And Donald Trump is the perfect person for that. We can win and we will win if we capture the imagination of a depressed nation. We will lose if we just relentlessly attack Biden and think that no one will no one will vote for a senile old man because Americans are smarter than that. That's not, that's not the case. I do think Americans are very smart, but if you do not capture them, if you do not make them think outside of the normal boxes of political orthodoxy, there's no guarantee we will win. And guess what? The more creative, interesting candidate almost always wins. Almost. Barack Obama in 08 in 2012 went up against the stale, stodgy individual. George Bush in 2000, 2004 was the cowboy that had much more provocative and creative ideas. Bill Clinton, Ronald Reagan. Joe Biden is definitely the stodgy, boring candidate. Donald Trump could be the one that could just make people say, well, that's a pretty interesting idea. That's what he did in 2016. He made us push the boundaries of what politics could be more than low tax, high tax, big military, small military. If you're like me, you want to believe that tomorrow will be better than today and that our kids and grandkids will live in a tremendous country and people are losing faith in that materially and tangibly. Donald Trump is the last best chance of Western society and civilization. It's time to make America dream again, win again. We do that, we will win in a historic landslide, advance in the Senate, and take back the House. If we just trust the traditional GOP talking points, we will lose everything, including our country. Please email me your thoughts, freedom at charliekirk.com, freedom at charliekirk.com. If you guys want to get involved with Turning Point USA, go to tpusa.com. That's tpusa.com. Get engaged, get involved, chip in some money if you can. And for those of you that want to win a signed copy of the MAGA Doctrine, subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Screenshot it and email us, freedom at charliekirk.com. You will get into the running to win one. And please, email me your ideas. 
I want to hear from you. Freedom at charliekirk.com. Freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much. God bless. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.